commencing operation combination a famous human by the name c.s lewis once said two heads are better than one and yet we find out in this episode of the podcast we are left with only two co-hosts who are severely lacking in wit and comedy perhaps we shall change the saying to three heads are better than two now let us continue with the show Hello, and welcome to the podcast where we are currently recapping the events of Transformers IDW 2005 Continuity. I'm Onyx Prime with my two co-hosts here. Wait, one co-host here. Uh, hi, I am Kilobyte. Uh, Cupitrunk could not be here today. Something about being upset, he wasn't invited to participate in the events that we're about to review today. I think he, his exact words were, they invited Metasaur and Defensor, but not me? And he said he could have totally taken Prolistator down by himself. So I think he will be missing for this episode. What do you think, huh. Onyx? Do you think he could do it? Being a little dramatic, but sure. Anyway, <laughs> moving on with our comic discussion for today's episode takes us to IDW, Transformers Combiner Wars. Opening, Salvo, I think is what they named it, and parts one through five. And as always, spoiler warnings. Kilo, is this a very special spoiler warning? Yes, yes, it is a very special spoiler warning. Oh. It's very good. If you very haven't fun. read it, listeners, we highly recommend you go back, read the comics, then come listen to the podcast. Now, onwards. Kilo, since um, Computron's not here today, I'll go ahead and take over the fun facts today. Maybe you can do the next one if he's not here again. Sounds so, good. This series is a grand total of six issues. The first issue, or the opening salvo, as others would say, was released March 18th, 2015. And part five, the final issue in this volume, came out June 10th, 2015. The writer was Mark Ridd. Am I reading that human name correctly? Oh, I'm confused too. Uh, Margaret Scott? Is that... Yeah. Yeah, I apologize for any names being butchered here. That is my fault. We are sorry. Uh, Margaret Scott and John Barber, with the artist being Livio Ramondelli, Sarah Stone, with pencils by Marcelo Ferreira, Corin Howell, and inks by Corin Howell, Brian Shearer, and John Wyckoff, with additional colors by Yamashi. Yeah, I'm definitely bad with names. Human names are hard. And Thomas Deere. Alright, let's do some fun trivia here. In the opening salvo, having already stolen Armada Starscream's look, Starscream lists of potential new bodies pictured left and right consists of all the other major alternative Starscreams. Beast Wars 2 Starscream, which is seen to be referring to when he mentions a body having a bestial power. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. <laughs> animated Starscream, Prime Starscream, and just poking in the left-hand side of this image, the live-action movie Starscream. The one no one talks about, the Bayformers. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the, the design in the center, which had been revealed through solicitations for future issues, 
as the ones he'll end up going with is Starscream's own Combiner Wars Leader Class figure, a toy that hadn't actually been officially confirmed by Hasbro as existing at the time of this issue's publication. In part one, we see the Badgeless attack using a 3-3-1 pattern, which seems like a deliberate inversion of 1-1-3. Thanks, James Robert. <laughs> it's always there. It's always there. Part 3. Uh, on the cast page, Prowl's headshot features his name printed twice beneath it. Prowl. Prowl. Instead of his, his, uh, instead of his name and descriptor. Extensive mislabeling and errors in this issue made it unclear if this was a joke or a goof, but it continues into the next chapter as well, indicating that it is the former. Huh, I didn't the, notice that. That's cool. There's there's a lot of errors between the two, because like, the Combiner War comics, once they were re released in their own separate volume, if that makes sense, they redid some wordings of things, like, yeah, we'll we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We'll talk oh, about it. I see. I see. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely get into it. The errors surrounding the Protectobots from the previous chapters carry on over into this one as grotesque and mainframe continue to be drawn in the places of Streetwise and Blades all through the issue before the team combines. This was corrected for the trade paperback with the new art of the two being added to the scenes. Unfortunately, in this new art, Blades has been drawn with Mold Mate Alpha Bravo's head, which probably won't be too noticeable if I didn't know he had a mouth plate instead of a face. Yeah. In part 5, anyway, this issue was originally solicited for release in May 2015 with Sarah Stone on art, but unspecified production delays caused it to slip into June with a six-person art team taking Stone's place, which explains a lot why the art changes in the finale. Yeah, there's a lot of art change between all of the parts as well, so... Yeah, like I, like I was hinting towards earlier, like, a lot of these come from different series like this is the the next fact we also see many changes between the combiner wars volumes that was released and the comics issues themselves that were released for example windblade volume 2 issue 3 starscream is yelling at scoop scavenger bone crusher and scrapper odd because da da da, -da scrapper is supposed to be dead at this point this was corrected for the combiner wars part 5 release where scrapper is removed from the image Huh. I yeah. didn't even notice. They, they were all green and purple, <laughs> so I just kept reading. I'm like, okay, I know you lot. <laughs> yeah, it's... it's uh, There's a lot of little minor details that we'll notice as we finish Combining Wars and we see some of those pop up later on. I don't think we'll cover those specific issues as we already did here today, but you'll, you'll, you'll notice them, Kilo, and readers following along. With that in mind, Kilo... Do you mind giving us a quick, short summary of these comics? We'll do. And as always, since these are divided by parts, there's going to be multiple summaries. And first off, we're going to start with Optimus Prime and Windblade make preparations to establish peaceful contact with Caminus. But Starscream has his own plans for the colony world. Plans that involve the enigma of combination. This is not going to go well for them. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a good time. <laughs> As Menacer rampages on Caminus, Superion enters the fray and Optimus Prime discovers the significance of the role he must play in bringing the two worlds together. 
As Optimus Prime plays political games with Starscream during the cleanup on Caminus, word of recent events reaches Prowl on Earth, and he is not happy. That's an understatement. <laughs> it is. When Prowl attempts to use Devastator to destroy the space bridge and sever the contact between Cybertron and Caminus, Starscream retaliates by creating the newest Autobot combiner, Defensor. That was fun to see. Yeah. Always nice to see new combiners. Wonder when yes. the Computron will come into the fray here. Oh, wait, never mind. <laughs> Sensitive subject. Continue on. Everything seems to be coming up Starscream until Prowl's contingency plan goes into action and the most incredible combiner of all is born. I do like how it looks. Hmm. Wonder who that could be. It's a mystery. They don't look like anyone in particular. Uh... That's an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> now merch as a combiner. Optimus Prime and Prowl must finally come to terms with one another if they are to stop Devastator from ravaging all of Cybertron's colony world. Dun, dun, dun. And in this week's episode, we are giving a shout out to Captain Rodimus Prime. Wait, I didn't know Rodimus had an Instagram account. There's a lot we don't know about Rodimus Kilo. There's a lot. Well, anyway, Captain Rodimus Prime, you rock. Listeners, you can find them on Instagram at Captain underscore Rodimus underscore Prime. Thank you. Thank you so much for the support. And as always, this information has been taken from the wiki. Shall we get started? We shall. We open up with Scoop of all bots arriving on Cybertron, delivering the Enigma of Combination to Scar to Starscream, and on the flip side of things, Optimus is stirring up some trouble. What are your thoughts? Uh, when Scoop showed up, I'm like, okay, things are going to get interesting. Uh, and having Optimus fight all those Decepticons, I'm like, what What happened? Why, why are they all uh, attacking each other? And you just see Swindle just munching on some Energon goodies. And he's like, ah, this is so much fun. And I'm like, of course, you probably planned this and have everybody gang up on Optimus and Windblade. I like how Swindle's always like the person who initiates or instigates some of the issues, but then sits in the sideline and watches. Yeah, never does anything. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't even lift a finger. It's a typical oh, Swindle move. Yeah. Swindler. Swindler. Swiffer. <laughs> that's Listeners, a joke. That's a D&D <laughs> joke. Go check out that podcast. <laughs> Moving along. There's some debate about the space bridge inside Metroplex. Com oh, wait, he's not here. Kilo, do you agree with their reasoning on not letting anyone through? Or should Cybertron try to explore their lost colonies at this point? I think what they're doing is very understandable because sending somebody through these the, this portal to these uh, colonies that haven't been connected to Cybertron for billions of years is very important that you send the correct bot that has the correct intentions because we don't want to start another war. So it kind of makes sense of limiting who could go through the portal. Yeah, it's like the imminent threat of Cybertron wanting to conquer others rather than help like as an illusion. Yes, because we, we, we don't want them to think that we just want to conquer them. We just want to reconnect and re established right. you know right so good points all around <laughs> so Kilo, do you have any favorite parts about the star screen scene where he's looking at all his bodies i really enjoyed it because i got to look at the designs and i'm like oh I, I know 
where this one's from and, and the, uh, where the other one is. Uh, so, like, I got to figure out, like, the animated and the prime. So when you were reading the facts, I'm like, I, I figured it out. Yes. <laughs> but uh, I, I really like how, like, cocky Starscream is because he's like, yes, yeah, there's a portal, but I have plans. So I'm just going to, you know, work on my image so that when I show up for these colonies, I can show them uh, their supreme the leader. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, always look like the job that you want to be, right? Is that the yeah. human phrase? I think so. I think that is the, the correct phrase. There's there's many phrases in human culture. It's there's so many. There's so many. I also like how Optimus is still getting used to taking orders from Starscream. You can kind of see that a little bit in this issue. Uh, soon after, though, being threatened that Cybertron should be ruled by the people and not just one, Starscream decides to start scheming. And, Kilo, do you mind giving us an idea of what he might be scheming? Well, just knowing that the Enigma combination has been brought to Starscream, you could, uh, you can only assume he's trying to make combiners so that they are under his control and he can, you know, stop anything from happening because he has the bigger threat. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He does multiple things. I feel like it's like a stage threat, right? Because he's using the Enigma to help Superion get better while also giving Swindle the Enigma to cause a distraction with Menasaur. Yeah, I, I kind of like what he's doing because uh, I like it when like villains are like have steps to their plans and it like all lines and falls into places because I think that. Uh, that's always fun rather than just being like, I'm just going to destroy this and that's it. I rather when they uh, kind of like are smarter than the, than the hero. Yeah. And so I like how Starstream just kind of like, he's saved Superion. He sends Swindles to make Minasaur. Minasaur goes on a rampage. He says, Oh wait, we can't have that happen. He sends Superion cause that's his combiner. Minasaur is not his combiner. So, Superior will go and stop Menasaur, and then he looks like a hero. And I'm like, okay, I see what you're doing, uh, and it, it it'll it'll work out for a little bit. But I'm <laughs> this looks very familiar. This reminds me of that War Stars Emperor guy, where he had the droids and the clone troopers fighting each other during. Oh, I think yes. the it feels very similar to that kind of mythology. Yes, yes, like he's. Yeah, because he technically had control of both armies, and he yep. just sent both armies to fight, so yeah, that, that makes sense. So, like you were saying, we get Minasaur causing a rampage, which causes us to get our first contact with Caminus. And I really enjoy the first scene with Minasaur coming through the portal, and Swindle's like, let's rob him blind. <laughs> That's so cool. What are your thoughts of like the entire scene with Minasaur on Caminus? Is there any particular parts of Caminus you want to talk about? Well, I really enjoyed uh, looking at some of the characters that are in Caminus because they, they look very different than most of the Cybertronians we've come to like uh, see and mm-hmm. kind of like understand and, and follow. And I really like that they brought Hotshot from the Armada series. So yeah. I'm very happy. <laughs> I'm very happy with that. And I, I like that he's a CD speaker as well. Uh, I think that's... Uh, that that would fit the character. Uh, this might be you know a different calmer version than the than the hot shot uh, kind of like go guns blazing that we see in Armada. But I really like that 
the art style is gorgeous. Again, Saren Stone just knocked it out of the park. Yeah, there's a lot of beautiful art. Yes, I do like how Swindo was kind of angry that Starstream said that there was going to be a lot of like metals and weapons and fuel to steal and there's Treasure. nothing. And he's like, he betrayed me. And I'm like, you should have seen that coming. <laughs> yeah, plot twist. He's just the two un- most untrustworthy Cybertronians were trusting each other. What could possibly going wrong? That's such a mistake. <laughs> I also enjoy we get like a short montage of Starscream purposely picking a new component for Minasaur. Blackjack, I believe, is specifically chosen to help form Minasaur because he is hot-headed and is easily anchored. Yeah, and I, I like that pattern of him choosing specific bots to make part of the combiners that he wishes to, you know, control. Because if he has an inside bot, they'll follow his instruction and not go as, like rampant as we've seen before. So I think that's a, like a good idea that Starscream's coming up with. I don't like that he's using it for bad, but I, I gotta give him the, the props. I think that's how uh, humans say the props that he's doing the smart thing. Yeah, which is cue our second combiner, Superion. We get to see him. He's back up, buddy. And I enjoy the battle and the banter between these guys because Menasaur gets so angry, his sentences start not making any more sense. And I think there's even a saying, Superion even says, that didn't even make sense as they're <laughs> fighting. <laughs> it's just funny. I do like that they kind of all talk in the same way. Like Superion is like, superior and they, they always talk in like third person they never talk like mm-hmm. we are gonna defeat you or i'm gonna defeat you it's like superior is gonna defeat you menasaur is gonna punch you and stuff like that and i'm like okay that's that's interesting and it kind of makes sense because it's multiple personalities so it's just interesting yeah that 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 fights quickly over because superior is superior but <laughs> Afterwards, we meet a new character called the Mistress of Flame. Now, Kilo, do you mind telling us about this bot? So, the Mistress of Flame is kind of like the leader uh, of Caminus, and I don't. She's kind of like a prophet because uh, the Caminonians they follow the Prime, especially Solus Prime, and so. Uh, they they have a lot of devotions to the prime, and they if there's a prime that were to show up in front of them, they would would not hesitate to follow their words to the letter. And so, it's very in- interesting how the this colony is very different than how Cybertron kind of thinks and works. And yeah, I, I want to know more about the other colonies as well. But that, in a, in a nutshell, that's kind of like uh, how it goes. And she she kind of has the last decision to make for Caminus, in this sense. Yeah, absolutely. And I love how when Optimus finally meets her, that he reveals the Matrix, and the art on that is absolutely gorgeous. Yes, uh, the light, and then everybody like grayed out because it's so bright. It's just so good. The the coloring in this panel is just amazing. Oh, yeah. And, and the Mistress's Flame design is very good. It's very different than what we're used to, uh, right, from other Transformers. It's more sleek and slumber, but kind of spiky in some section. And she does carry, like, a hammer in reference to Solus's hammer. So I really, I really like that design. I think I saw somewhere on the human Tumblr, some human said that they look like a Pokeball. But I don't know what that is. <laughs> uh, 
uh, I guess I could see it, but uh, the Pokeball is from a from a human game where you capture little critters uh, in oh, the okay. in the balls, so, and then they have a, a red top and a white bottom, and then there's like a uh-huh. like line in the middle. So, well, this got weird, so I'm gonna move us along. <laughs> I was trying to help you understand the rescue bots on their way to Cybertron from the Lost Light. And they have a very interesting patient on board. Kilobyte, do you mind telling us about Mirage? Maybe specific burning visions he might be having? Yes, our our friend Mirage, after his, you know, bar didn't really work out, uh, he kind of went into a stasis lock of some kind. First aid in... His their 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 fellow protectobots, if you the, that's how they what they call each other. They are transporting him to Cybertron to help him with that. And on the way there, he starts seeing a lot of, of visions of like a burning Cybertron, and a lot of bots running away. And he sees the events that are unfolding in Caminus with the combiners and the big creatures, and it looks very terrifying because they're all on fire so they look like demons that sounds heated (laughs) so i find it really comforting because we're going to do lots of flipping back and forth back on caminus during the relief efforts on picking up after menasaur the decepticons of all factions go to caminus to help clean up what mess was caused and i find it truly what's the word i can say the caminonians camions greet them as new friends and that they don't know them as enemies so they automatically start seeing them as friends rather than their past of the four million war and you can really see how kindness goes a long way as some of the decepticons majority of the decepticons actually enjoy it better at caminus because they're not being treated as like i guess second class citizens at this point what are your thoughts yeah, no, I really, I really like that. I like the her, their reactions, and we even get told that uh, Decepticons are the ones that are coming to Caminus and help rebuild from the mess that Menasaur did. And there's mm-hmm. barely any Autobots helping at all. Yeah. You know, Autobots were like, "Oh no, we're for the good of everybody. We're here to help," but they're not really helping there. So I thought that was very an interesting twist, and I kind of understand where the Decepticons come from because these. Caminonians don't really have the, the knowledge of the war, weren't really there, and so they don't know what atrocities the Decepticons have done. But now that it's peace, yes, you might have grudges against what they've done, but you know, they're they're still bots and the war is over, so there's still there's there's a chance to rehabilitate these bots and kind of integrate them back to society. So I really like that uh, they got a the second chance with the with the Caminonians. Yeah, it's very spark warming, but like all good things, it is quickly comes to an end because there is a rat on Cybertron, as in Rat Trap, has been working for Prowl and connected the space bridge Prowl took from the humans to Metroplex, and now he's back home on Cybertron with his six moving parts. What are your thoughts on this development? Do you think this is going to be good? Wherever Prowl goes, devastation follows. Devastation <laughs> follows. You couldn't have said it any better. <laughs> but I wasn't expecting Rat Trap to work with Prowl, though. Uh, that was that was kind of like a surprise twist. Well, he's really always trying to 
join the winning side and prowl's a statistician. Yeah, but does he always win, though? We're about to find out because <laughs> Prowlistator steps through the portal to Kaminus. And I love Waspinator's first instinct is to be like, Waspinator not see anything, start running away. <laughs> or Waspinator. Yeah, anyway, he, he always gets in trouble. Back to Prowl wanting to build a wall. Sorry, wrong guy. Prowl wants to <laughs> send all Cybertronians back to Cybertron. See, he doesn't like the intermingling going on here with Cybertronians and Kaminus because he's on the side that he thinks the Cybertronians are going to scrap it all up. Yeah. What are your thoughts on this? I kind of understand where he comes from because he's like, we've already done a four billion year war and we destroyed our planet and here we are trying to connect to our old colonies. We're going to mess them up too. We're going to destroy their, their planets as well. So he's like, we got to shut it down. But also... He wants to shut it down because we don't want to. He doesn't want to give Starstream this power, right? Yeah. So I kind of see it. I, I kind of see it both ways. Like, yes, you shouldn't, you know, connect these colonies and Cybertron because you've already made a mess of your own planet. But also, you don't want to give the power to Starstream. So it's kind of hard because I want them to have the connection, but he, it kind of makes sense that you don't want to bring the connection, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's tough. One of my favorite scenes during Prowlistator's attack on Caminus is Tankor dodges a move from him and says, They don't call me fast Tankor for nothing. Ironhide's retort is, They don't call you that at all. Yes, I like that. I love the Tankor uh, scenes, especially with uh, with Circuit. Uh, Circuit was like doing the news because he works for the Icon News. And so he oh, went yeah. to Kaminus and he went to Cybertron. And there's a couple of scenes where they talk to Tankor. And uh, uh, he tries to get a new name because he doesn't like the one uh, bots are calling him. So I just found, yes. it, I found those scenes very hilarious. He's like, fast Tankor. It's like, nope, that doesn't work. <laughs> so it's at this point, Starscream finds out that Superion is not enough to take down Prowlistator. So he drafts. A few rescue bots. And we get our next combiner, Defensor. Thoughts on the latest combiner being added to this comic? I thought it, it was interesting. I thought that they would choose to do it, not Starscream would force them to do it. So I, I thought that was uh, an interesting twist as well. There's a lot of twists in this comic. But I, I do I do like it, and I do like how Defensor talks. He's like, target, devastator. He's like, mission, destroy. So he's kind of like more tactical. And then Superior's like, Superior's like, I'm just better in a way. And then agrees, so. Yeah. And I appreciate that like, it takes two of them to take down Prowlistator to show how powerful he is. And eventually they are arrested and separated. Like the Constructor Cons are taken away. Prowl is taken away. And... I would like to do this nice, smooth transition, as in I'm going to take us away to an ad break. Hey, Kilobyte. What are you eating? Gar- Garbeth O's? What? Garbage O's. It's delicious breakfast cereal that has all your daily minerals and energon you will need throughout the day. Hey, let me try. Get your own bowl. Sweet. Boy, oh boy. If purchasing a Garbage O's products, you are therefore agreeing to the following terms and conditions. Garbage O's is not responsible for any turbo mice found in products. There are no refunds or exchange. Hey! It's empty! Kilo, give me your bowl. And welcome back. 
Kilo, you see anyone you want to point out in Starscream's secret prison as Prowl was taken there? I think there's a specific somebody we saw in our previous episode here. Yeah, there's a there's a sandstorm in his secret prison that he says that right he's gonna he wants to keep him there just in case he needs them in the future. And I'm like, oh, Starscream, you're you're just full of surprises, aren't you? You're just gonna. Uh, <laughs> he likes having tricks up his sleeves. Wait, we don't have sleeves. Hold on. <laughs> up his joints. Yeah, no? sure. That I don't work? like how you said that. I don't like how you said that at all. Kilo, <laughs> where are you coming up with these weird words? I'm trying to translate human phrases to Cybertronian phrases. It's just kind of kind of hard. They don't stick well. Yeah, I'm going to need to get that spray bottle again. Anyway, <laughs> eventually, Starscream tells Scoop that orange is not his color. Theories on what he could be up to at this point in the comics. Oh, like, the, the same scene he's talking about, the Constructicon. So I was assuming he was going to make Scoop uh, force combined with the Constructicons and uh, give him the green and purple paint job as well. So that, you know, yeah. they all match. Yeah, I mean, there is a issue of this where they don't all match. And we'll throw that up on the screen for you listeners. There is a... Um, it was corrected in the Combiner Wars panel, but in its previous iteration, Scoop was the leg and it was orange. And the rest of the body was green. <laughs> it was oh. pretty funny. That would have been like a cool G2 reference for Devastator. Yeah, a little so, homage. Yeah. It's nice seeing Ironhide and Mirage being friends again, because I think that the last time we saw those two together, they were fighting one another. We also get to see Bob again. Bob the Insecticon. Bob is still alive. Yay. I really like that scene, and I like how they hint that Ironhide could be a one percenter, uh, because Mirage says that he was experiencing vision, and Ironhide says that he did as well. And the, the vision seems to be the same kind of visions where everything is burning and the big combiners are there. And he was trying to like wake up Mirage. So uh, I'm interested to see if, if that uh, gets confirmed uh, later on. You, you think it's one percenter or it's just like shared trauma caused shared visions? Uh, I, just, I think Sunstreaker says that uh, they, they've met bots with powers and trailbreaker and all of that so i i for me it sounded more like he could just have a unique ability that he wasn't aware of until recently and he probably hadn't used it ever until when he was rebooted it kind of like rebooted the system and kind of uh hmm. activated somehow interesting theory well, like I said before, good times can only last so long as Menasaur is released and begins causing havoc once more, and Starscream has built a new Devastator, like you theorized. Crazy! <laughs> who saw With that a, coming? Who saw that coming? Surprise. With a different take on it, who is in charge? Wait, what could possibly go wrong? Swindle begins an assault on the Space Bridge. Will this chaos ever end, Kilo? And... Prowl has one last trick up his sleeve with Rattrap, bringing him the Enigma of Combination. Thoughts on these developments? Any favorite scenes? I felt so bad for uh, Caminus because the combiners just kept appearing through the yeah. portal 
by one. And I'm like, they're not going to get peas. They're just going <laughs> to lose everything. There's, uh, yeah, just so much trauma. <laughs> I think it happened like three times and they're like, not again. <laughs> so It's literally like we got off on the wrong foot. Okay, we got off, off on the both feet situation. <laughs> so not great. Yes, but I, I just felt bad for, for Caminus. And I'm like, oh, no, not again. Just stop, please. <laughs> and yeah. then the the Rat Trap and the Prowl working with the end, like bringing him the, the Enigma. I'm like, oh, so that's how it's going to happen. And dun, dun, dun. Uh, uh, Rat Trap activates the Enigma and merges Mirage, Sunstreaker, Prowl, and Ironhide with Optimus to make Optimus Maximus. Yeah. I really like how once he is formed, we get a better understanding on how combiners work. It's not just one new consciences. It's one new conscience and the pairings that form that combiner talking inside, trying to come to a common ground to further their own goals, if that makes sense. Yeah, I really like that type of uh, storytelling. Like when the when characters have their minds link and you can like see them walking in a in a white void and kind of finally understand the feelings of each other, I really yeah. like that. And I really like that whole scene when they're all kind of talking to Prowl and they get to see how Prowl sees everything, uh, but then oh, Prowl gets to see what how everybody else sees the world and everything. I thought that was very good. Very, I feel like it's very important to really understand Prowl and everything he's been doing. I think it's important to point out specifically how Prowl sees the world. Everyone is just numbers to him. This sounds like another bot that used to think the same way. A comparison that leaves shockwaves. Yep. yep. And it's even more convincing that by the end of this, Prowl even has one eye at the end. <laughs> yep. He, he lost it in a, in a fight. Yeah. Kilo, so Swindle gets killed by Starscream. How do you think that's going to end? Uh, I, when Swindle gets blasted by Starscream, he, he manages to tell something to Rattrap about a, like a secret. Uh, and I feel like we'll see Swindle again because the, the Enigma managed to repair Superior. And, uh, again, they, do, they did manage to substitute some of the bots that perished in the previous battle with new ones to make the, the limbs that were missing. But I feel like Swindle is not really dead. He's, like, playing dead. And Ratchet just kind of, like, vouches for him so he can get whatever information Swindle was uh, keeping to himself. And then we'll get to see Bruticus at some point. Hope you're right. Hopefully they don't <laughs> leave him out like uh, they left a certain other combiner we know out. <laughs> oh, no. Is this, so, is this Kilo... <laughs> This is all we get. Killa, what do you think of the other colony worlds we get to see during the epic fight between Optimus Maximus, Devastator, Defensor, and Superion? Through the colony worlds, we see through the space bridge malfunctioning fight. I don't know how else to phrase this. We get to see Velocitron, Eucarius, and the spaceship in the distance. Well, space. <laughs> uh, I really, I really enjoy that. I, I'm excited to get to meet all these characters, and uh, hopefully, uh, we'll travel there and see the relations before me. 
Uh, but the the final one that we see in the in the distant space that's inside of a of a spaceship where uh, I think it's probably a Titan in his in their like spaceship form. Uh, we get to see Alita One, uh, and she seems kind of like a uh, not necessarily a tyrant, but she kind of rules this ship with a an iron fist. Because uh, that, that, that throne looks scary. <laughs> If I am to give you a short tease, the colony that Alita runs would remind me a lot of the human city-state that used to be called Sparta back in ancient Earth. That's what it reminds me. But that's just a tease. Okay, okay. So that's the end of my notes. Are there any other things you want to talk about about this comic before we move on to Rodstar? Because I would like to say, during the first attack on Caminus, I really enjoy that the artist rendition of Menasaur from Circuit Icon News just looks like a weird demon. It doesn't even look like Menasaur. Yes, I saw that. I thought that's so hilarious. It's like this is an artist rendition. <laughs> it's not like the the, the actual image. <laughs> It's I so really good. Like it's so good. Uh, other than that, uh, I really like this, like seeing all these combiners and seeing the new, the new bots and new faces of, of the Caminonians and everything like that. So, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for, uh, bringing the colonies to Cybertron and seeing these relations, uh, hopefully get better. Yeah. So, Rodstar Radian, what would you like to rate this one out of? Uh, this one. I had a lot of fun. It had a lot of twists. It it gave us new characters to get invested in with the Caminonians, and then uh, at the end, you know, teasing other other colonies. Uh, we get to see some uh, combiner on combiner battles, uh, and as always, the Decepticons were a little bit too powerful, but uh, you gotta you gotta balance it somehow. I think I would give it a four point five. Like it was good, and I'm excited. But uh, there were some points where it kind of maybe lacked a little. Interesting. I'm going to come out of the gate and give it a five. I really enjoy the scheming Starscream does where he's pretty much in control of both parties. The 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 aggressors and the defensors. Sorry, the, the defendants. It's, sorry, <laughs> pun intended. And he's doing everything in a way that is in his own game because he's slowly gaining more combiners because by the end of this he still has all the combiners he has superior defensor and he's rehabilitating devastator to be on his team and menasaur mm. i don't i think is done for and then the optimus maximus combiner he doesn't have to worry about anymore because that's those parts are separated yeah. It's very interesting. I enjoy all the interactions of all the characters. I really enjoyed this 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 volume. Yeah, sure. It, it's very it's a, it's a good one. I just I don't know. I feel like I I wanted more combiners. <laughs> Maybe we'll get some later. <laughs> but listeners, what did you think of these comics? How many rod stars would you give it? Let us know by leaving a comment below. Now, we don't have any new emails for you today, but if you would like to get in contact with us, you can send us an email at swervesbarpodcast at gmail.com. That is S-W-E-R-V-E-S-V-A-R podcast at gmail. I think I did that correctly. Who knows? (laughs) It'll be on the screen. (laughs) Yeah, it'll be on the screen or in the details below. 
So, are you ready for Transformers Robots in the Skies Volume 8, also known as The Transformers Volume 8? They did a weird name change at this point, but we're, we're going to ignore that. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I'm ready. I want to see what uh, Starscream's going to get up to now, because we're, yeah. we're still on Cybertron, uh, so we, we, we're not going to the Lost Light, I think, just yet. So, let's see what other yet. mischief and other plans Starscream has. Killbyte, is there anything you would like to mention? Uh, yes, I've started streaming on Twitch uh, over on the Earth uh, website called twitch.tv. Uh, and you can find me under Kilobyte Prime. Uh, you can write it twitch.tv slash Kilobyte Prime. And I'm streaming Tuesdays and Thursdays, 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, because that's when the signal from Cybertron reaches Earth. Uh, and hope- hopefully I'll see you all there. We get to have a lot of fun. Uh, right now, I've been playing different games. I started Transformers Battle uh, Battlegrounds, and then I was playing some Tiny Tina Wonderland recently. So, uh, a lot of fun games. You'll learn a lot about Earth culture. Anyway, if you've <laughs> enjoyed this episode, consider sharing it with your friends and subscribing. If you want to help out the show even further, we have started a Patreon, or all the proceeds will go to supporting the show and keeping the lights on. Of course, we have some other tiers that offer other forms of gratitude, such as 3D files and access to our Discord channel where you can chat with us live. And as always, we hope you are all staying safe out there. Thank you so, so, so much for listening. Till all are one. Till all are one. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Swervesbar Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at Swervesbar. If you are interested in more content, try checking out the spinoff D&D series, Transform Rollout. The first season, Rise of the World Killers, is completely out now. Let us tune in for a preview now. Right, come on, we're playing D&D here, man. Don't give, the, don't give God <laughs> any ideas, okay? Ooh, good idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I take it back. <laughs> if it was a trap, he had already written it down. Could be true. fascinating there's also a youtube channel with bonus content with a link provided below and if you are so inclined you can support us on patreon where you can get even more bonus content such as several 3d files and access to their discord links will be provided below and transmission